0: Yes, go spend. Go nuts. Don't be who you are. On the other hand, good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovaciewicz of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. My preliminary feel... For how many starting pitchers, real starting pitchers, not the 4A guys, not the ones that are always hanging around at the upper fringes of AAA, but real, legitimate starting pitchers, Ben Charrington should add, is two. Now, I say that and it sounds low. It even doesn't come out right, you know? Two, yeah, oh yeah, they're two starting pitchers away. But I'm talking about real, live, effective. In the old school jargon, they'd be 10-game winners, 12-game winners. Guys that you could count on to go out there and get you six-plus innings, uh, keep you competitive, keep your bullpen from wearing down. They aren't going to be stars. Nobody should be getting their hopes up for stars. The best of the best free agents are going to be gone before the Pirates even start paying attention. That's just how that's going to go. No matter how much money might be made available to Charrington by Bob Nutting, by Travis Williams, it's not going to be oh yeah, let's go after this guy that's a $20 million a year guy. It will not happen. Don't even waste your time or your emotion or your energy on any of those players. Not because I've heard this from them, but because it's just not who they are. It It's just not. And that might go double for starting pitching because it is fickle. And injuries come along and make a massive difference in terms of the value that you're able to get out of a contract. Two is my number. To me, if you add three real major league starting pitchers, you're putting yourself in a spot where you've got Mitch Keller, Paul Skeens, and... Okay, see where I'm going here? I, I'm not interested in anything that pushes out Johan Oviedo, Luis Ortiz, Rowanzi Contreras, not to be forgotten, Jared Jones, Mike Burroughs when he comes back. I don't feel anywhere near strongly about Quinn Priester, but I also wouldn't, you know, slam the door in his face. might have to switch to relief or whatever else. If you can't throw a hard fastball, you're not going to be a starting pitcher. But of the rest of these guys, A, they can't be keeping them from the rotation, meaning that you still want to continue building with your younger guys. And B, here comes my cynical part, they can't be taking themselves off the hook And that that really, for me, applies to Rwanzi. Rwanzi, just a couple years ago, was a 98-mile-an-hour fireballer. And under Oscar Marine, Rwanzi is now just another 91-92 guy who's got okay other stuff because he's lost his velocity. Under a pitching coach who was supposed to be you know, the guru for this, the biomechanics guy, the big coup, the guy who was supposed to give you the, the extra edge on everyone else. Instead, we've seen Rawanzi and other pitchers and other pitchers lose their velocity under Marine, and uh, that's that's not okay, and that can't be swept under the rug. The expectation has to remain that these young pitchers are going to be a big part not just maybe if they make it but that they're going to be a big part of this rotation in 2024 and into the future and i'm not gonna want to hear well but we signed these three guys and, and you end up getting like three rich hills that's not gonna be okay that's not gonna be okay there's nowhere to run or hide from what's happened Today's J1Q comes from Sam, who says, hi, DK. You've mentioned that 2024 has always been the Pirates' year as a target for them. I know a lot of kids called up, showed signs that they were going to be decent players at the big league level. But in your estimation, if 2024 is it, how does that happen with Baron pitching? Other than Mitch Keller, David Bednar, and maybe Johan Oviedo, no experienced first baseman and very little in the way of power bats. Sam, I'm going to take some issue with your characterization of the pitching. You left Colin Holderman out of there, and and wow, he was so good. He had one stretch that didn't go well for him, but it led directly into a very real stint on the injury list. Otherwise, wow. I mean, they have an eighth inning, and they have a ninth inning. That allows you as a manager to play seven-inning ball, you know, get yourself a lead and then hand it off and watch those two take it home. So I'm with you, obviously, on the starters, as I noted in the opening segment. You're going to have to get starting pitching. You're going to have to get at least a solution for right field, especially if you're going to be weird about the Henry Davis thing. You're going to have to find something to do out there. First base, um, I'm going to keep saying this. I really believe Carlos Santana is going to be back. And I believe he's going to play first base, maybe in conjunction with Jared Triolo. I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. But as far as the outlook for the season, as far as the season being it, I mean, I'm kind of with you. You know, when you're talking about the younger players who came up and made a difference, you're not looking at anything close to ready-for-prime-time products. Not with any of them. Not with Henry. And not just defensively, either. Henry didn't hit over the last two months. Andy Rodriguez didn't hit over the last two months. Leo Verpagero didn't hit over the last six weeks. O'Neill Cruz has been out for a year. You don't know what you're going to get. There's a, there's a lot of uncertainty. And no matter what happens in Bradenton, no matter how great the kids do. And I'm just laying out an optimal scenario here, you know, score a ton of runs, hit a bunch of homers, you know, even to whatever extent anybody would be paying attention to or caring about results you know, actually winning or outplaying other teams in the first few innings when the starters are still in. I I don't see how you set up 2024 as your it year. Now, I'm not going to be a hypocrite about this because this is going to be year five for this front office. And they have to be way past the waiver-wire tryout camp philosophy on roster building. You've got to be competing every game out there to win, not with the talent you have, but with the talent that you acquire for that specific purpose. So, yes, I'm with you in terms of my expectations, meaning for what the result will be, but I feel like everybody should just shh on that front and let them make every attempt to take another big step bigger than the 14 game improvement that they just had i appreciate the question i appreciate everybody listening to daily shot of pirates we'll do another one of these tomorrow